and welcome to Omega Z Alpha 5 Pi, the license key of Ramjack. Hi everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today in the digital Ramjack studio is my co-host Brad. Hey friends. Guys, we got a wonderful show for you today. Um, as always, we will be reviewing a, a gem from the 80s. This week it's not Mr. Belvedere, it's Perfect Strangers, and we'll be watching an amazing episode called Babes in Babylon. Amazing stuff. Um, yeah, it's... <sighs> Old Larry and Balky, they get into some... Uh, I don't know about Larry, but we'll get into that some later. I really hijinks. Every episode, I worry more and more about Larry. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he has Balky in his life to make sure he's okay. Yes. But I'm also glad that we're in your lives to make sure everything is okay, too. Ramjack may be a sequel to Perfect Strangers. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. We will get into news later, but first I want to hear all about your trip to Disney. Disney World? Did you see any of the stars? Did you see Cinderella? Did you see Jasmine? I don't think so. Is there a tank where they have someone as Ariel? Because if Ariel's just walking around, that's bullshit. That that would be bullshit, but no, not... not uh, I hit up Hollywood Studios. Um, while walking around, I did hear the theme song to Mr. Belvedere play. What? How? It was amazing. I was very happy. I was like, all right, Disney. All right, you win. You win. You win because you were... Yeah, there was a battle ever since you went in the park. Like, I don't know about you, Disney. And then it started playing Streaks on the China. Never mattered before. Oh. Who fucking cares, Brad? And you're like, all right, I don't care anymore. I, I'm open for anything and everything. Absolutely. L- let me just let me just take you to arriving. Because I saw a couple of things straight off the bat that I knew it's going to be hard to beat. And I, I mean, honestly, these are like amazing, life-changing moments. Alex, are you about to be killed by a gray? Um, okay, guys. I'm also sorry that we didn't do a weather report immediately. Um, outside my window right now, um, it's a beautiful just, just snowscape so, of the city. Just so everybody knows, I just saw Alex, like, startledly, like, look to the side and just keep staring. Well, there's something interesting happening outside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's at least three or four inches of snow outside. And as Brad was talking, I looked out um, just because some of the snow went by my window in large chunks, and I was a little bit like, all right, well, the wind's picking up. And as I look outside, I see from the distance a tiny little white dog running as fast as it possibly can toward my house. Off in the distance, just like running as fast as it possibly can. It runs, it gets to the street, stops suddenly, like stops really quick and slides, and then starts... Uh, running again, and it does a kind of like drift, and it just starts running down the street. (laughs) I have no idea what just happened. That's awesome. But it was so tiny, and I thought, is its owner around? But its owner wasn't, so I thought, did it just escape? Like, all these scenarios went in my head. I'm so sorry, Brad, as you were talking about Disney. I If you need to rescue that dog, rescue that dog. Well, that was what I was thinking. I was wondering if we needed to do a straight-up pet rescue. Well, and then I was Jack wondering, is that rescue? Cromwell? <gasps> Ran Jack he's, escaped my, he's escaped my imagination. <laughs> and he's here in Cincinnati. And then, of course, I would send him down to you in a box. Ah! Who would, what do we need to do? DHL shipped that tiger or something. I mean, surely True. they could ship a, a, a puppy. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Make that happen. And then Cromwell wouldn't be a figment of your imagination. Aww. Cromwell would be real. Wait, are we talking about real Cromwell or second level Inception Cromwell? Or Bill Cromwell? <laughs> <laughs> Does there have to really be a difference, Brad, is the question I ask. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to get super distracted. I'll close my windows next time and shut myself from the outside world when we record. It's all good. But, but yeah, it's snowing here. Brad, what's it doing down in Florida? Uh, it's, uh, it's mildly cool. Nice. Nice. That's a good change for you. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I'm so sorry. Tell me, tell me more about the amusement park. All right. So I arrive and I see a life-changing event. A couple of life-changing events. Uh, first off, 
We're waiting on the little tram to arrive, and there's a mother, there's a father, they got a stroller, they're pushing the stroller, pushing the stroller. Uh, father's clearly not paying any attention to where he's going because he hits a curb, and when he does, child goes flying. <laughs> Face first into the sky. The kid got air. Like, he hit that curb hard. <laughs> there's a kid running around without a jaw anymore. Did it start crying, or did the child just, like, oh, yeah. in shock? Yeah. yeah, he, like, scooped and grounded it up and, like, scooped it and shoved it back in. Like, clearly not fastened in at all. Like, what the hell? Like, hey, worse. And it was like, there's no way you're going to miss this. Like, the curb, it was, it was the curb. Like, you, there was nothing else around that he could have run over. You expecting foul play here, Brad? Is that I what you're know. thinking? Is there speculation? Maybe he's like, oh, damn this kid. Damn this kid with its perfect jaw line. I wish I had a perfect jaw. Urgh, fuck this kid. I'm going to destroy its jaw for the future. I, I, I think this is a, a learning opportunity for everyone. If you have a child in a stroller, maybe use a safety harness inside the stroller. Maybe. Or, or beware of curbs, because mm-hmm. those are things that will happen, especially True. out and about. Well, I got another curb story. Uh a few minutes wow. later, uh, we, we, we arrive, um, and of course, first of all, first thing you need to know about Disney, um, it's a scooter bitch paradise. <laughs> Those fools are driving all over the place, left and right, and we see this old dude. He's on a scooter. There's a child in his lap, which should not happen. Mm-hmm. Certainly not. Like, don't trust a, first, don't trust an old with a child. Second, don't trust a scooter bitch at all. <laughs> um, third of all, don't let your child ride on a scooter bitch's lap. It's not safe. This is, there's negligence all the way around with all kinds of, I guess, what would we call that? Secondary vehicles? Yeah. Like, what, what do you call, like, a stroller and a scooter? Uh, nightmares. Yeah, the nightmare class of vehicles. There's right. just no... There, there's... People don't understand how it works in Florida. No. I see this, and I, it's like slow motion. Well, it's slow motion because it's a scooter, and it's not going very fast. But, um, <laughs> and it's coming, like, right at me. But it kind of, like, goes over, like, a rock? Like, again, another situation where they're running over something that is the only thing they could run over. And I see it go up, like, on one... It goes, it goes up, and slowly... <laughs> Tips over. No way. Scooter bitch down. We got a scooter bitch down, everybody. Scooter bitch down. Like, it, and it was the How slowest f- topple ever. <laughs> How fast is this thing going? Not fast. How could it possibly topple over? Because it, fa- it tried. It tried to like go over like a rock, and it can't. It's not an all-terrain vehicle. And but like by a rock, you mean a boulder? Like it thought, I'm I'm a jeep. I'm a jeep. I'm gonna go over this altar. I'm gonna hit these rocks. This was. But what you're saying, Brad, is it sounds like there was a pebble on the asphalt, Not a pebble. and then one little like pebble a, could overthrow an entire scooter, bitch. No, no, no. Like a large, like it was like um, you know, it was decoration. It was like a, a thing. It was like rocks that were um, decoration. What are they doing in Florida? They just have decorative rocks in the middle of the street. That's well, weird. It's not in the street. It's it's like there's like a walkway, and then along the side there's like a there's like you know rocks uh, for like a little um. Okay. Like a little garden area. Okay, 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 okay. Now, now the picture's becoming clear. I think that this child that was in the uh, uh, the scooter bitch's lap maybe added extra weight, and when it saw an opportunity for the car to topple, it itself decided, "Oh, I'm gonna topple this scooter bitch," because that's weird. I don't understand how that works. Like, especially the slow motion bullet time world you're living in in Disney World. Oh my god. Well, I like because the thing is, it's so heavy, and like there was all the time in the world someone could have like grabbed and been like, whoa, your your whoa, your scooter's about to fall over. And he was surrounded by by like a relative. It looks like a big family. 
Apparently, no one gave a fuck. <laughs> and just let it fall. And, like, like, many things could have been broken, but, uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Kids, like, screaming, freaking out. Like, people are, like, rushing over. Like, I'm first thinking, like, should I help in this situation? Because I'm right there. Like, literally, this is directly in front of me. And I'm like, well, all right. People are swarming. I guess I'm out of this. Should have taken a photo because it was amazing. <laughs> I, would give so how did... I would give anything to be able to go back there and just take a photo of that. So did the scooter bitch just lay there until they, mm-hmm. like, wow, didn't even like, make what? an effort to get up? Kids, kids like, screaming, crying. He's just like, what's happening? I'm so confused. So when everyone got together to lift the scooter back up, they lifted the scooter bitch back up with it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We kept walking. Not nice. Like, uh, Once you assess the situation, like, people got people are taking care of this. Fuck it. Yeah, there was a swarm. You get scooter bitch. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do in this situation? Ugh, I don't know these people, nor do I give a fuck. I'm going to keep walking. I think swarms in situations like that can actually be detrimental. It was creepy. Like, I understand the need and the compulsion to want to help people. I mean, because we all do. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it a few times where it's a little bit too... Meh, it gets yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like that we kid, don't need 20 people. That kid that was already terrified was only more terrified. Yeah. No doubt. Well, that kid will never get on a scooter again in their life. As they shouldn't. No one should. His relationship with his grandpa and or his scooter bitch is ruined. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, again, we just did, we did uh, Hollywood Studios, did a couple of rides there, did the uh, Star Tours, which was interesting. What is Star Tours? Um, it's it's Star Wars. <gasps> and uh, outside of that was fascinating because they have like a little thing where they're they're teaching the kids like uh, it's like a little Jedi training thing, and they you know what? Yeah, <laughs> that's they have a guy awesome. Up, they have a guy dressed up like uh, Darth Vader, and they have like the kids like give them lightsabers, and they do like a little choreographed fight thing with them. Um, and it's just like and it's just like yeah, and it's just like the the Jedi guy is like all right, um, head chop. Uh, side left side right side you know they do it really quick and they just move the kids on um but this dude got like super bitchy and passive aggressive about doing it at some point because it was a really long line so i'm just listening to this guy and it's like all right <laughs> he's like all right, all right all right all right so uh all right head all right left right okay go for the feet duck go for the left side the left side this kid needs to learn anatomy <laughs> Like whoa, dude! Whoa! Maybe yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe after a... maybe after Jedi class, he can go to anatomy class. He just like kept like, like at it. I was like, what the hell? I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. That is awesome. Yeah, but I guess in his mind, he was being stern because when you're training Jedi, you don't. You, they need to know anatomy. I they need guess. to know the the constellations in our galaxy so they can navigate. They need to know. Stupid six year old doesn't know his left from his right. <laughs> <laughs> Did Darth Vader kind of like tilt his head a little bit and then just kill the kid? <laughs> because wish. any, I mean, I wish that would be amazing. any slip up with a lightsaber and someone's dead. That's yeah. the most dangerous quote unquote weapon yeah. in the um, galaxy. Yeah. I love that they've brought that to Disney. That Star Wars is just a part of Disney. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Cinderella can meet up with a stormtrooper and just have lunch. Just have lunch. Yeah. Um. The I think the creepiest because I think the creepiest thing a were all the people in line in front of us obviously, um. Just these women that were terrible. Go on. What do you mean? How 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 horrible? The one they spent about twenty minutes talking about Candy Crush. Oh. One fuck. of them because one of them had never played it. The other woman is describing the game to her in detail and then explaining how she can cheat at it. Oh, how can you? You can't cheat. Oh wait, you can't cheat. You at can't Candy Crush. Cheat. You can trick its clock so you can get yeah. more. I guess. Yeah. Get more lives by changing your clock. On, but then you've changed the clock on your phone. Which is a little extreme. Yeah. 
It's a it's a stupid game about candy. Like, let's... How old are these people? It's neat that... I, I like to think that adults who never played video games suddenly are like we were as children. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah, there's an exploit. We're like, what? Like, yeah, in Mario, the third world, you can go down and get a whistle. But to them, it's like Candy Crush. Yeah, you can change your clock and get more lives. Yeah. Yeah, this is like some straight up 40s moms. Wow. Yeah. With like a Soccer grip moms. of kids. It was, well, it was... It was a bunch of uh, moms and then clearly some au pairs in the mix. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, and like a million kids. A million of the worst kids. I know they're the worst kids either. At one point, one of them was like, do you like the Muppets? One was like, no. So fuck those kids. None of them <laughs> like the Muppets. What the hell? Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, we went to the, the, the Muppets... Uh, the Muppet Vision 3D thing, which was... That was actually nice. I like that. Dude, I gotta get down to Disney. Yeah. I gotta get down. They got Star Wars and the Muppets now. Yeah. In addition to everything else. Yeah, yeah. It is a magic place. You gotta get down here. Uh, the creepiest thing in the Star Wars thing is, like, at one point you're walking by and there's, like, an um, animatronic C-3PO. The actual sounds of the animatronic are terrifying. Because <laughs> it's... Because it, you can barely hear it. It's not... It's not... Over, but you just hear... <laughs> Just these little, like, robots, terrifying robot sounds. Like, you hear C-3PO and C-3PO sounds, but then there's the actual sounds when you're close to it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> See, that would be creepy on so many levels, because as a kid, if a C-3PO is, like, moving, and you're hearing his joints move, which you've never heard in the movies before, mm -hmm. and then, like, he's almost at a whisper level of, hello, I'm C-3PO, you've been cyborg relations. Then they're like, what's wrong with C-3PO, Mom and Dad? We need to help him. We need to get him fixed. And they're yeah. just like, no, we got to go. We got we to get you into Jedi training. Remember, what's your left? What's your right? But C-3PO, shut up. You got to get this right or that guy's going to kill you. Yeah. The whole galaxy rests on your shoulders. Yeah. Alderaan is going to blow up if you don't fucking take out Darth Vader. It's bonkers. Straight up bonkers. Yeah. Uh, we also saw like a Beauty and the Beast show, which was weird. You see a lot of shows. Like, how long do these shows last? Uh, there's about uh, 25, 30 minutes, maybe. That makes sense. Um, but it's like, a, it's a, of course, a super condensed version. But the thing is, I have not seen Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And it makes absolutely no fucking sense. Nope. In, in, no, but like in the condensed version, like there's just large plot elements that are left out. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, well, the kids don't really care and everybody knows it. Um, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It's like, all right, so like Belle's running around and there's a there's this douchebag that takes her book. And then next scene, now she's trapped in a castle with a beast. What? When? Well, wow, really? It just completely jumps? Mm -hmm. What happened? I was looking for my book and got lost in this castle in the forest miles from home. What? <laughs> what happened? I don't understand. She was drugged and suddenly wakes up in a castle. Yeah, no fucking clue. No Creepy Beauty and the Beast. It was bizarre. Tale as old as time? Yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. It was bizarre and terrible. <laughs> truly, truly bizarre. Were there any other jumps? Because this, that's already awesome. I'm assuming it took five minutes to get to the castle. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, like, I... Gaston rolls up. Nice book. Hey, can I borrow it? Thanks. And then she faints and wakes up in a castle and doesn't know, what happened to... Where's my book? And what happened to the last four days? Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly bonkers. Like, no clue what the hell's happening. It's, and it makes it a lot creepier, too. Because it's like, you need, you need to make her love you. You need to make her love you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, I'll do it. And then it's like really creepy, and it's yeah, it's a little. I don't know about this. I don't know about this at all. It's a, it's already a creepy as hell story to begin with, yeah. and weird, yeah. featuring bestiality. Come on, I'm pretty. I'm not sure if Belle and the Beast stayed together afterwards because she fell in love with a beast creature, and now there's just this dude. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, he's the same, but is he the same? Hmm. I bet she's reading a lot of Amazon singles, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Downloading a lot of Amazon singles. Hmm. Now that the prince is a prince and not a beast creature anymore, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Last event to discuss here, because there, there was there, there were some things like the Tower of Terror and like the the Aerosmith. Did you ride there. the Tower of Terror? No, because the lines were like crazy, so we just didn't have time. So didn't happen. We went on the great movie ride, which is the worst. <laughs> first, if, first things first, you must understand this. If anything good has just come from this story, this <laughs> is the worst. Like, this is like, a, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page right now. This opened in 1989. They've made some adjustments over time, as you do, but not nearly enough. <laughs> Wow. Um, basically, you're on like a little cart, and like you go through like varying like movie things. First of all, let me describe some people that we're gonna be hanging with for a little bit here. Okay. We, we got our person that's like uh, we got our like our main like tour guide person, whom is awful. <laughs> <laughs> she is the worst person at her job. She's more robotic and awful than all of the animatronics I'm about to describe. <laughs> like she is dead inside. Hey, uh, my name is Melissa, and I'm gonna be your tour guide on this. And this is the perfect job for me because I like movies. Do you? Do you like anything? You dead gargoyle! What's happening? <laughs> what are you? Hey, this is really exciting. Watch out for this, guys. Oh boy, here comes a uh, an amazing display of something. Now that would be hilarious in of itself. But behind us, one row behind us on this little cart thing, there's this old lady and this broad. Like, I don't know what's going on. She's with her old family. Like, it's just a bunch of olds. We got, like, five old people. And this woman, like, looks, like, straight up, like, coffee talk lady. Like, it's ridiculous. Over (laughs) the top. And she is interacting with everything. Wow. She's, she's talking, like, she's all up in with, like, the participants. Like, oh, go for it, Melissa. Yeah, that's, you, you get them. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, every, every, all the rest of us are aware that this, we're on this almost completely ironically because it's the worst. Like, it's terrible. Like, the animatronics are, like, old-timey, bad. And we're just, it's going to, like, different, like, movie things. Like, uh, like there's a, the Wizard of Oz is fucking terrifying. Like, because you go through, like, and you pull up, and then, like, all these terrible animatronic munchkins, like, pop out. And, nope. like, they're, like, you know, they got, like, two movements in them. And, like, music's playing. And, and, like, this old woman is eating it up. She's like, oh, look, the munchkins. So there comes the witch. She's talking to all of it. She's talking to everything that's happening around her. She's describing and talking. Insane. Insane. At one point, we pull up, and there's, like, there's like gangsters. She's like, oh, this is... And she's also talking... Because apparently she's been on this many times before. She's like, oh, used to be we'd stop in here with the gangsters, and the gangsters would come out and shoot at you, and blah, blah. And, she, like, she is just giving, like, her own narration of the... Which is making it amazing. But <laughs> awful. And at some point, we pull off, and there's, like, a Wild West thing. And then, like, a like terrible uh, Melissa is like, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And she, like, jumps off, and... I don't know, like, a cowboy jumps on. It's, like, fucking awful. It's a straight-up terrible... It's, like, all what? the worst actors. All Wait, the worst actors. So she jumped off of the, the train mm-hmm. to go take care of something, and then a cowboy came on and then started taking her job for a second? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, there's this stick where, like, the where like the tour guide is like, I'm gonna go stop this bank robbery. But she's not speaking How? like a human. Because uh, she's, not... gonna, she's gonna stop him with her, she... you know, I don't know, with, with her... With her lack of spirit. charisma? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna bore them to death. 
unarmed. I murder this person with boredom. I'm really good at mediating. I'm gonna go stop those bank robbers. What? Yeah. And Howdy, y'all. I'm a cowboy. Yeah, and the cowboy. The cowboy also doesn't like. He's got like terrible cliche cowboy talk. It's like, well, showing off, partner. But like the guy saying it is like, I don't know, maybe he's Canadian or something, or maybe he's never lived in the universe and doesn't understand how these things are supposed to sound. So he's just saying things weirdly. It's not right. Like, it's kind of right, but it's in that way where, like, you don't know what these words are supposed to sound like. It's like, hmm. all right, partner, let's get... T- t-. And it's, what are you doing, weirdo? Could yeah, that guy was find- either a robot or an alien. <laughs> could, could, like, could, like, they not, like, take five seconds and, like, hey, here's how this should sound. How have you never heard partner before? I, well, it wasn't partner. It was something else, but it was something equally crazy. Partner? Like, I don't remember what it was, but it was weird. And he was just saying things not right. So, and then, like, we go to, like, the Indiana Jones part, and, like, he hops off. I'm going to take this diamond from the mummy. Um, And then, like, the tour guide comes back. <laughs> Melissa's back, yeah. bruised, bloody, but with, like, a sack of money. I stopped those bank robbers. He like he goes to get the diamond, and it's like, oh, she's behind the the mummy mask or whatever, and she kills him. I guess I don't know. She kills the. I guess I fuck if I know. And meanwhile, old lady's like, oh, oh boy, what to watch out? She's gonna get him. Yay, Melissa! Yay! Oh boy, this is my favorite part. What? So like, there's a lot of shit going on. That's her favorite part. It's so weird. And then, like, we go by, uh, like, Casablanca, which is just, like... And it... Because you can tell it's just such an old ride. Like, I love it because we're shaving Casablanca now. But this is just, like, it's behind a screen. And it's just, like, animatronic Humphrey Bogart that looks nothing like Humphrey Bogart. And they're they're just, like, playing the audio from the movie. And there's, like, the plane there spinning. So it's, like, the end scene. But I'm like, okay, awesome, great movie. But this is terrible. (laughs) This is not a ride. (laughs) There is too much colliding at once in this ride yeah. that it's hard to process. Oh, I even secondhand. I it's like a straight up nightmare. Um, then then the last thing is you pull up into this little area and they basically just show you like uh, there you pull up in front of a movie screen and they just show you a bunch of clips of movies to get you excited about movies. And here is where old lady shines. <laughs> <laughs> because she's like, oh, oh, this is, I love this. This is, this is so much fun. I, I, I like to see if I can name them all. And we're like, oh, I, I bet she's gonna name them out loud too. Because when has she not said something out loud? <laughs> so for the next five minutes, we just have this old woman screaming <laughs> names of movies every time. Like, yeah, everybody knows what that is. Yeah, we all get it. Yeah, yes, that correct, correct. That is Rocky. Good job. <laughs> But she's also getting things wrong. <laughs> Jackie Chan shows up on the screen, and she's like, Chang, it's Chang! Um, uh, Chang! <laughs> no, it's not. Is she waiting for validation from Melissa? It's Chang? No, that's incorrect. It's Fuck! so fucking weird. And, and, like, at one point, like, her, her friends or family is like, because she gets really loud at some point. Because it's not a game. It's not a game to name them out loud. It's like you watch a clip with a bunch of scenes from famous movies. Like, and you're, it's like, oh, yay, the movies. I love the movies. Like Melissa, who loves the movies so much that she took this job. Hmm. It, but no one else is bothering to yell out names in movies. It's just this one crazy woman. And then at one point, uh, uh, there's a uh, Star Trek pops up on the screen. He's like, oh, that's that's a, that's 2000, 2000 and uh, 2000 and whatever. Uh, uh, 2000 and whatever. 
it's like no, it's not. It's it's clearly not. Close. Not Star at Trek. All. She got so many things wrong. It was amazing. I and love that her reference for science fiction was 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, the space! It's got to be the the Odyssey movie. Yeah, like she 21 was, ever. Like she was probably she was maybe getting 66 percent. And again, it's not like they're picking obscure films. Which Star Trek was it? Was it the motion picture, like the um, original? I don't know. It was just like a shot of like the ship flying around or something. Um, you know children would go on this ride and be like, what the fuck is all of this? Yeah. The movies were terrifying. I never want to see Casablanca. Look at that. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is strange. No wonder they remade it or tried to reboot it. Because those are those little munchkins look weird. Seriously. Kids don't have a context. They don't know what's going on. Oh, and look, it's it's everyone's favorite cowboys, Clint Eastwood and John Wayne. Trivia, guys. Uh, which movie did Clint Eastwood and John Wayne appear in together? That's right. They never actually appeared in a movie together. They were both famous Western stars, but they never appeared in a movie together. Meanwhile, old lady's like, oh, they never were in a movie. Like, she's answering all the questions. It's like, don't, don't answer the trivia. <laughs> like regurgitating information back. They never were in movies together. It's That's so right. They weren't in movies. Weird. They were never in movies. Kids would be like, what the fuck is John Wayne? Yeah, seriously. Westerns are stupid. Cowboy hats and guns? Where are the lasers? I'm a Jedi trained apprentice. I just fought Darth Vader. What the yeah. fuck is this yeah. bullshit? It's a, a Django or get the fuck out. Django. Yeah, that's their that's their reference for yeah. it. Racist oh. old times where Django would come and save people. Like, yeah, John Wayne. Is, is that the same as Django? Oh, it's is so... Clint Eastwood Django? Like, I, this, did he kill? This fucking did Django woman. kill John Wayne? <laughs> Go ahead. This, I mean, that fucking woman was just a straight up panic. I, she was a part of the ride, and you just didn't know it, Brad. She was there to to bring about a new. I mean, come on, Melissa, that cowboy, they ain't got nothing going on. They put that old, they seated that old woman in there to get everyone else excited about movies because of her over enthusiasm. Is what I'm speculating wildly. I uh, it was like. And if not, they should hire that woman because you know how much more awesome that would make that. All right, well, she takes Melissa's place. Yeah, uh, might as well. Like, I understand the reason for animatronics because it was a novelty back then, and mm. you also saved on on, on labor. Mm. But wouldn't it be more fun if every one of those animatronic things was a human being? Yes. Is that what we're going to try to get back to eventually? Where humans take the place of robots because it's more novel than the robots? Mm. Are robots going to want to see humans as opposed to the robots? In a straight-up human zoo? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Wow, this is this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So here's all the movies. Footlight Parade, Singing in the Rain, Mary Poppins, The Public Enemy, Good, the Bad, the Ugly, The Searchers, Alien, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Tarzan and the Ape Man, Casablanca, Fantasia, The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. No one knows what those movies are unless you're a connoisseur of film at this point. Interesting ride. No, not at all. Not in the least. <laughs> Well, interesting on a on a level that it wasn't intended to be, and only oh, sure. with that old lady. Sure, Brad, that was fascinating. I I look forward to uh, eventually hitting Disney and or Universal Studios and seeing what's up. Claire will be here in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll definitely get a report from her. You guys heading back to oh. Magic Kingdom? I mean, I think you've only hit the the tip of the iceberg. Oh, there, there is tons definitely. of stuff in Disney. Definitely, um, Brad. If we can, really quick, let's get into some news. Some some some. Uh, some interesting things happening around the world today. Um, I'd like to start off this segment uh, apologizing slightly um, because I think uh, one of the segments 
on a previous episode was misinterpreted. Um, when I was talking about uh, who's happier, uh, you know, parents or people who aren't parents, mm-hmm. uh, the actual study uh, only dealt with people who were married. Ah. So just in case there was any confusion, I, apolog- I apologize. And the excitement sometimes of news, sometimes I leave out certain things on accident mm. and or... So yeah, in that story, just to clarify. So if so uh, people so if people are married, the only thing that's gonna make give a woman joy is not this asshole that she's like tied to. It's going to be a, 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 another child that has hope of escaping this terrible dude. Pretty much. Okay. It, the study basically is: are dudes the worst? Question mark. And we figured it out. Mm. So yeah, so dudes don't give a fuck if they've got a kid or not. Yeah, but kid, women no kid, desperately like, cool, need uh, an escape. Yeah, and they need a child. So that's food for thought. Hmm. Um, in a similar vein, I think we're maybe taking things a bit too far with the whole baby train thing. Okay. Uh, there's a company that for $600 uh, will take a 4D ultrasound of your child and then use a 4D? A 4D. Um, yeah. I'm not really 100% sure what 4D is supposed to mean. That's, I think it's a marketing gimmick. That's Well, that's three dimensions plus the dimension of time. I know. So, and that's weird because that's not what you get in an ultrasound. Ultrasounds are kind of flat. I mean, they can give 3D-ish effects, but when they say a 4D ultrasound, that's supposed to be that weird kind of like 3D, very like almost a connect level of fidelity on the face. It's those creepy fucking 3D photos you see of babies that people get. Mm. This is what my baby looks like in the womb. That's weird. Ugh. Even weirder, $600, you can have a company uh, in Texas... Um, print out a plastic 3D statue of that child. Gross. They are making fetus sculptures. Gross. Of your child. Let me see a little half-formed, like, fetus monster. (laughs) Can I just get a... Can I get an action figure of a gross, multi-looking fetus monster, please? Um, quotes from the brochure that sells this are the website as well. Imagine holding your baby before he or she is even born. No. Gross. Yeah, um, it comes in a wooden box. Ugh. Convenient for burials if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why would you ever want this? Why would you want a 3D printed fetus child? That's creepy as fuck. And what happens when the kid finds the box? I'm like, how long? What's the shelf life on this? Well, you'll keep it for like well, a Alex, month? Alex, two it's, months? It's 4D, so it changes over time. It grows with your child. Yeah. It, it, it's your second child. First, first you get a 4D scan to see your child's past, present, and future. Then we print that and put it in a wooden pine box for you. Yikes. This is a great way to share the excitement of your new baby with family and friends. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Guess Can you imagine the horror? Nobody of wants opening to, Nobody gives a fuck about, like, sh- about sharing a, a fetus. No, nobody, ca- nobody cares. That's for you. No, none of your friends and family give a fuck about the little monster inside of you. Your 3D baby will be a treasured family uh, remembrance of your pregnancy and new baby. I, nope. I'm, the pregnancy, I'm pretty sure, is not. people don't want to remember that part. That's the part where you carry a human inside of your body and it's like all heavy and gross and gives you issues. Yeah, I don't... Ugh. And $600 is steep. Yeah, like $600, that's like... What the hell? You could you could you could buy you could buy a nice Indochino suit for six hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Would I rather have a suit or would I rather have a three D rendering and sculpture of my child before it's my born? My half formed. This can't child. be good. My this can't be good. My un unba- my unfinished child. It's it's still baking. <laughs> 
like when when do people draw the line? Are there people who are going to get like different stages of development? Like, do you donate it to like like a school's like sex ed program afterwards? I I don't know. I, it's like, hey, this is what babies look like at like six months ah, in the womb. Ah, I'll never have a kid. Never. I'll never have sex. I promise. You know how weird it'll be if if your parents donated this to the local high school sex ed class, and then when you get there, the horror of you uh, looking at the sex ed fetus baby and then looking down and saying, <laughs> donated by such and such family. Ah. And then suddenly you're holding yourself at six months inside your mother's That's womb. Me. And your world collapses. Your mind explodes. Oh my god! You have so many questions for your parents, and they're like, we didn't want to tell you, but we got a 3D statue of you made before you were born. Uh, and then we gave it up. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about any of this. No. And what if you do it, and then you lose the child, and then you have this 3D baby? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And why do they put it in a pine box, Brad? That's I, the big question I want to know. Who the fuck knows? Because they're creepy monster people. Okay, I, I hate to say this, but we need to stop this. This needs to not happen. We need to we need to make laws to where people can't get 3D renderings of their children in yeah, statue form. Definitely. For obvious reasons, and I don't know if you picked up on this, Brad. I said this company was in Texas. That's your first clue that this is a nightmare scenario. Definitely. This is the post-apocalyptic future I'm, I'm seeing. Not post-apocalyptic. This is the horror dystopian future I'm seeing where... Um, I don't even know why dystopia. This is the horror that I'm seeing in the future. In Texas, they make it a law that you have to get a 3D rendering of your child before an abortion. Oh, definitely. And then if you still have that abortion, you have to bury your 3D child with your child in a little cemetery that the city sets aside, and then all the sex ed programs are shuttled out there, and they see how many children were killed that year. Ugh. And what they looked like, high fidelity cops of what they looked like. This person didn't get to grow. Look at him. What's wrong with that fetus? Doesn't matter. It didn't get a chance to live. Brad, we can't allow this to happen. No, can't. Can I, can I, can I just go ahead and say we need to put Texas on watch? Oh, absolutely. If it wasn't already, it's, I mean, I thought it was a given that Texas is on watch. <laughs> In fact, I don't I'm know. editing the Ramjack Wikipedia page and putting, making sure that Texas is on watch on the Wikipedia page. I mean, why Why are they doing this? Who wants 3D renderings of children? Oh. Except to use them to shame people into having more kids. Um, wonderful news on a related note. U.S. pregnancy, or U.S., I guess, births mm-hmm. are down by a lot. We're not having anywhere near as many kids as we used to, nice. thankfully. That's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. And the what ones we're states- having were breaking their jaws in terrible Disney accidents. We're accidentally maiming because we forget to buckle up when we get into a stroller or when we get into a scooter with a scooter bitch. There's a lot of weird things happening in the world today. Mm. Um, what do states want, Brad? What do states want? What If you were a state, what would you want? Ah, uh, uh, I'd probably want to get all these fucking humans off of me. Get off of me. <laughs> You're like lice. Um, Mashable did an, a study, we'll call it where they used Google Autocomplete, and I guess a team of people in various states throughout the the union, Mm -hmm. and they compiled a list of what Google Autocomplete said states wanted. So I guess in those states, they type in the state name, and then this nonsense would appear past it. And there's some interesting things, Brad. According to that, um, states want all kinds of crazy, crazy things. Um, One of the most alarming, I think, things that states want, and A lot of them wanted this, including Ohio, um, (laughs) and South Carolina, and Tennessee, and Arkansas, and Missouri, and Nevada, and Texas. They want to secede. Bad call. 
I, are you sure about that, guys? Like, that that didn't work so well last time. Do you know what Louisiana wants most, Brad? Hmm. To close libraries. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that what? book learning. Really, Louisiana? You want to close libraries? Sick of that bullshit. One of my favorites is Georgia, because they want Tennessee weather. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Georgia. I... Why would you want? Does everyone in Georgia? I does everyone in Georgia envy Tennessee for its weather? I don't know if it does. Listen, I I spent uh, I spent eighteen years in Tennessee. That weather was bullshit. You want to have tornadoes sporadically? You want like you want to have winters with no snow, sweltering, uh, humid summers? Fuck that. Peach State, you're doing okay. Um, Florida apparently wants to know. And that is one of the coolest things I think any of the states want. Florida wants to... What do they want to know? That's... Well, Brad, that's what I'm asking you now, friend. I want to know. What, what does your state want to... <laughs> you're, you're in a state of very curious people. And I don't know if they're just curious about the animatronic rides that, and the old ladies that don't make sense on them or what. But you keep your eye out. I want to know um, about the Duke. Duke. <laughs> Duke. Uh, Virginia wants its own currency. <laughs> Fuck you, Virginia. Virginia, calm down. Wyoming wants an aircraft carrier. <laughs> a landlocked state wants a aircraft carrier. Can we get a fucking aircraft carrier? I imagine there's a symposium of the states, and not in Congress, but just like, well, maybe even in Congress. All right, guys, we're going to open up the floor to what people want. We want an aircraft carrier. Wyoming, sit down. It's not going to happen. Where are we going to put it? What do you want to do with it? I don't know, but we want one. I'm just, I'm just typing, like, states that want. Arizona wants me. <laughs> Yeah. What is that about? Hmm. Arizona is looking for you. Oh, fuck. Um, Alabama wants to castrate sex offenders. I don't know if... if, I want all of the state's um, mottos to be replaced by the Google autocorrect slogans. Who who wanted to castrate? Alabama. Yeeks. Alabama. We want to castrate all sex offenders. Yep. Come on down to Alabama. Mississippi wants to ban interracial marriage. Mississippi, (laughs) fuck you. Oh, Mississippi, boy. come ban interracial marriage with us. That's when that's what I love about the internet. The secrets come out. We can call these states on their shenanigans. I'm still hung up on Louisiana wanting to close the libraries. That ain't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, how about you type in Wisconsin? All right. Tell me what you tell me what you see. Tell me what Wisconsin wants. Wants one D. Okay, well that's not. <laughs> I don't right, know what that okay, is. Okay, let me let me give you the list. Um, first we got one D. Um, second, wants and warrants, which is not a lot of them. I don't know what that means. But third, and I think this is probably it, wants to be the mitten state. You are correct. <laughs> That's all Wisconsin wants. We want mittens. We want to be the mitten state. <laughs> Wyoming wants an aircraft carrier. Wisconsin wants mittens. <laughs> Georgia is coveting another state's weather. Our country is weird. I want to see the same study. Can you type in countries really quick? Type in France. What does France want? France wants the Statue of Liberty back. (laughs) It also wants to ban homework. That's amazing. So awesome. What do the youth of today want in France? We want to ban homework. Also, we want the Statue of Liberty back. We're coming for it. Sweden wants your trash. (laughs) Can we have your trash, please? What does Spain want? Spain's always that... Spain is like a dark country for me in the fact that I don't know too much... I mean, I know a lot about its history, but I don't know about it, what it really wants. Oh, what does it want? It Well, it wants two things. First, it wants Gibraltar. 
Second, oh. it wants to tax the sun. <laughs> no way. Yep. Did you just... It's impossible. You can't make that up. It wants to tax the sun? That's right. And it's going to get it. <laughs> We're taxing the sun now. I don't think the sun's going to go for that. Mm. Norway wants you. Oh. It also wants Arizona. to bomb, It also wants to bomb Israel. So <laughs> it's... I love that Arizona wants me, but uh Norway wants you. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Also Japan wants Hawaii. <laughs> it also wants to turn the moon. <laughs> Around. Just turn it. Just turn it a little Those bit. Those craters. Look, the other side of the moon is surprisingly smooth. Mm. It's a nice place, but it's dark. What we want to do is we want to attach rockets to each side of it and spin it around. So when we look at it, we don't have to see those those blemishes. I love that actually. Let's Absolutely. let's give Japan money to turn the moon around. <laughs> um, Canada. It wants it wants two things. It wants more money. <laughs> it also wants the North Pole. It wants the North Pole. Look, we need more money, and we're going to take the North Pole. What does Russia want? Alaska. And war. <laughs> and to Ooh. ban the U.S. dollar. <laughs> well, part of me thinks that I don't know about that. I, I, okay, what about Australia? Um, oh. Um, the United States wants to attack hackers and to rule the world. So, sounds about right. Yeah. Ah! Australia wants to kill you. <laughs> it also wants its gold back. <laughs> so basically, Australia is the leprechaun. It is. It's a leprechaun. That, but that makes perfect sense. I mean, and I guess with the whole autocomplete of Google, I guess people are people are, are typing in Australia wants to kill you and searching that. I guess there's a lot of the most poisonous things are in Australia, so that makes sense. How about its gold, though? That's weird. What, what happened to its gold? Um, England wants their guns back. Oh, no. Yikes. I'm scared. We want our guns back. Where did their guns go? How did they know. lose all those guns? How did the whole country lose its gold and then its guns? I don't understand that. Germany wants its gold back. It also wants to talk to Snowden. Germany just wants... Look, can you, I just have a few minutes with Snowden. Also, where the fuck is our gold? They're going to team up with Australia. I know. So we can only assume that Germany and Australia, now that we have Google, that they have a secret alliance no one knew about. China wants war, and they want their money back. So are China and Russia going to (laughs) go... Did Canada steal China's money? Oh, no. I'm so scared. Canada, you're so greedy. China's going to... China's going to... Okay. China is going to go to war with Canada. Russia... I don't know if it's going to go to war with the United States. I think if we gave them Alaska, which apparently wants to secede from the Union anyway, mm-hmm. um, everything will be cool. Everything will be cool. You gotta watch out, though. Canada, you gotta watch out. You're gonna make some enemies. <laughs> hey, guess what? What's up? Iceland wants to be your friend. Oh, I want to be Iceland's friend, too. That is probably the most adorable thing that we've read so far next to Mittens. Um, yeah, Wisconsin and freaking Iceland need to get together. Aww. Hey, new friend, we have all the mittens. Oh, you have all the mittens? We have hugs <laughs> for all our new friends. I love it. We found it. We're playing matchmaker with states and countries, and I think Ramjack, um, I think we did a pretty good job. Thanks, Google. Absolutely. But let's try to keep Germany and Australia apart. Well, I want to know if 
is there a country that wants all the gold, and then that's the country that we need to just w- look out for? Like, Canada, who stole all their gold? Canada, Canada wants more money. Canada, the dark horse country that no one saw coming. Mm. Hmm. Um, this is kind of random. Okay, everyone knows. Wait, did we find out what Japan wanted besides Hawaii? It wants Hawaii and to turn the moon. Yeah. All right. Um, Japan may be one of my favorite countries, again, because of all the novelty they have in their food. I read another article that apparently they have, like, so many different flavors of Doritos. Like, it's it's a religion, almost, in Japan, Doritos. Um, but they want to turn the moon. Also, they, they're they making advances in brawl tech that are interesting. Oh, boy. Now, we remember the article, um, there was uh, a brawl that would tweet if it was unlocked. Mm-hmm. And that was gross. Um, in Japan, there's a company that's making a brawl that can test true love. Mm-hmm. The brawl uses Bluetooth technology to uh, communicate with an app on a smartphone, and it measures your heart rate. And if your heart skips a beat or pitter-patters or gets, like, fluttery, mm-hmm. it unlocks. Or it allows it allows itself to be unlocked. Wait, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. So, but what if you're being what if what if <laughs> what if you're being chased and suddenly you're being chased by Jason open? Voorhees and pop? But that's a different type of heart rate as it would be. That's fear, and it doesn't measure fear; it measures love, Brad. What if you're being chased by Bigfoot? Oh, see, now I love that you take it there because, Brad, that's when you realize a lot of weird... That's when you realize some things about your friends. Mm. If, if you're if you're running away from a big a Yeti with your friend and suddenly her bra comes off, you're like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. What's up? You think if Belle had this bra when she was running with the Beast, Gaston would have been like, wait a minute, you love him? Ugh. That's weird. So, yeah, basically, if, if you're in love, if you're in a state of arousal or love, I guess... You, your brawl can't... You have the ability to open your brawl when it's at that state. Does that mean you have to be in the presence of true love to ever take the brawl off? Yes. <laughs> I have to find true love this week. This brawl is killing me. I've been wearing it for a month. It's horrible. I'm never going to find love. Japan does weird stuff, and I love Japan because of it. Something else that's a kind of weird. Um, Brad, you were talking about those uh, old ladies, those 40-year-old women who were uh, trading secrets with Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there, I read an article this week. There's a video game in... That's, it's a Japanese role-playing game called uh, Asteria. And in it, they have an interesting uh, mechanic. Um, the characters build up something called X's points. Mm-hmm. And to to power up or I guess to do anything in the video game, your characters have to kiss. Okay. Um, and the person who wrote this article said, <laughs> um, it was embarrassing to play. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a, they were on a train and they were playing it, and suddenly their characters started kissing, and they looked over, and someone was just kind of looking at their looking at their computer video game, and then looking at them like, what the fuck are you playing? And they just closed it and never played the game again. <laughs> wow. That is weird, Japan. Wait, first of all, why... Okay, you're okay with playing a video game in public, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh, no, it's showing kissing. Ugh, don't look. Well, all the characters have to kiss. So, obviously, okay, imagine a world where for you to really power up and really, like, charge through an afternoon or, who knows, do anything, you had to kiss someone, even if you didn't want to. And that's the weird thing, because, of course, they have, um, like... I guess characters of the opposite sex kissing, and they like that. Mm-hmm. But there's one, <laughs> there's one dude who has to kiss his best friend, and apparently every time they kiss in the video game, their animation is kind of like, uh, uh, "This is gross, but I have to do it to, to save the world." That's weird. 
That, that's a little I, weird. I get that that's weird. I'm more confused about this dude that's like, oh no, someone saw me playing a video game where there's kissing. Grr, I gotta stop playing it. Like, yeah, that's weird. I mean, that's weird. I, I actually kind of want to play this video game because I think it's adorable and it's the rom-com of video games. Duh. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this screams, Alex, you gotta at least try this out. You need to get on. It's your favorite I'm game. Worried, I'm worried that about people being a little self-conscious of new ideas that other cultures are trying to infuse with us. All Japan wants is characters to kiss in video games, Hawaii to turn the moon around, and apparently build a brawl that <laughs> detects true love. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Let's just let Japan do its thing. Well, sometimes those things are terrible things. Like, so, Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes, sometimes, they, sometimes it's, they eat dirt, so fuck that shit. I mean, but they have interesting ideas. Ah, uh, sometimes. What's been coming... Okay, let's just talk, take everything we talked about in the show today, and you tell me who has more interesting ideas. Japan or Texas? Oh, well, come on. Come on. All Texas wants is to succeed. Secede. Well, they also want to succeed in seceding, but they also want to make 3D uh, models of unborn children and then bury them for sex educational purposes. Um, they also want Saban. Hmm. They also want its gold. Texas also wants its gold back. Why? Who are, who's stealing the gold of the world? It also That's wants what we need Jimbo to investigate. Fisher. So, <laughs> there's too much gold missing on our planet, which is something else I think Ramjack just broke. Definitely. That, that, so, if you type in Ramjack into Google, you get this. Ramjack wants Ramjack wants to find the world's gold just to have the mystery solved. Um, just so you know, Chicago wants to be a state. Oh. It also wants to ban energy drinks. It also wants to secede. <laughs> Look, you either get, make us a state... <laughs> Make us a state. Or, or we'll leave. Get rid of these fucking we'll energy drinks. Or we're out. A lot of demands. I'm, I'm, a lot of demands these places want. The people want. I, for one, thank Google for bringing this to our attention. Indeed. Um, speaking of Chicago, Brad, I think there's two fellows we need to check up check up on. Indeed. I think it's that super special time of the week where we talk about perfect strangers. Ladies and gentlemen, every week Brad and I uh, play a game. It's a cruel game sometimes, but it's a game we play where we try to s- summarize an episode of whatever television show we're watching in a minute, or as close to a minute as possible, without going over. Um, is it my week to do this? It is. Nice. I will need a moment to collect my thoughts. Alright. This episode's coming from October 29th, 1986. Wow. Right before Halloween. Perfect. All right, I think I think I'm ready, Brad. So, so count me in. Put some time on that clock. All right. All right, Alex. I uh, hope you're ready to summarize Babes in Babylon. That's episode. I I don't know. It's the 11th episode of Perfect Strangers, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Cousin Larry has finally won something, but there's a choice. He can either win a awesome new tech talking refrigerator, or him and Balky can go to Las Vegas. Balky cannot fucking wait to go to Las Vegas. It's all he's ever wanted because there's so many things that's all he's ever wanted in the United States, but oh, whatever. So they decide to flip a coin because that's what Americans do to find out if they're going to go to Vegas. Surprise to go to Vegas! There's a vibrating bed that Balky fucking loves! Um, uh, Balky wants to do everything. He's supposed to go to the casino, but they can't go to the casino because uh, Cousin Larry is afraid that they might take on the disease of Cousin gambling disease of Cousin Pete who gambled all this money away and everything else. So they decide to go to Liberace Museum. Of course 
course, they go walking in the desert because Larry's weird. But before they go to the uh, Wayne Newton concert, which is the number one selling artist in fucking Mepos, they decide to finally go to the casino. Balky gets hit on by a prostitute. And they finally start to win money, but Larry turns into Cousin Pete. Oh, no. Balky has to save him. And at the end, Cousin Larry is a shadow of himself. And um, <laughs> they decide to go to a second showing of the Wayne Newton concert. That's Perfect Strangers. One minute, four seconds. Fuck! So no close. way! So close. God damn it. So close. I gotta stop. I gotta stop saying that's Perfect Strangers, because that's at least putting on an extra second. Hey, that's it's what it is. It's what it is. But an awesome episode. Indeed, indeed. And I got almost everything in it, except some of the minor details close to the end of the episode, but that's fine. Also, you said Cousin Pete. It is Uncle Pete. It is Uncle Pete. And I even said that uh, in the conversation between me and Brad before the show. I mean, before, I guess, recording it. So that was just me going crazy, I guess. My bad. Hmm. Hey, it happens. It happens. Um, it's but okay, hey, we're in Vegas. I don't, I don't know if Uncle Pete actually exists. I think Uncle Pete just may be a personality of Cousin Larry. <laughs> That's what I thought the entire time I was watching the episode. I'm so uh, glad that you mentioned that, Red. Yes, awesome. I was like, nope, Cousin Pete ain't, Uncle Pete ain't real. When he looks in that mirror, Uncle Pete. Yeah, that's that's a, that's when we realized that Cousin Larry is fucking nuts. Cousin Larry, you are Uncle Pete. What? <laughs> Taking a page right out of uh, A Snow White Christmas. <laughs> Don't you understand? I am you. <gasps> shatter, shatter. So it's the it's the beginning of the episode. Uh, Cousin Larry just erupts into the apartment. Balky, I have the most best news ever. I'm a winner. Straight up winner. Straight up winner. Isn't Balky watching some television show or something? He's watching Gilligan's Island. He is. Well, I couldn't remember what it was. And he calls about. Ba- he calls um Gilligan. What does he call him? Something uh, like a dumb cookie. A dumb cookie, which is what uh, Twinkasetti's been calling Balky, right? Like he calls him that every once in a while, along with Turnip. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's uh, I think it's the opposite of, of a smart cookie. Oh, my I bad. Think that's the joke. Okay, my I don't understand jokes. Um, but great news, cousin Larry. Cousin Larry is super excited. He hands Balky the flyer, and Balky reads it. Hey, guess what? You just want a brand new refrigerator. Larry is ecstatic. And then Balky continues to read, or you could go to Vegas with a friend. And then Balky gets excited, and they're both doing the Dance of Joy. It's amazing. I love the Dance of Joy. What's a little weird about the Dance of Joy is it's kind of bro-ish in the fact that when it ends, uh, Cousin Larry jumps into Balky's arms, and they look longingly into each other's faces. And that's weird. Yeah. Especially the look Larry gives in this episode is the first time I've been like, well, wait a minute. I mean... Okay. Just two dudes doing a dance of joy, no gay shit, Listen, right? Listen, it's just two cousins. Just two cousins being cousins. Yeah, two cousins being cousins. No gay shit. No gay shit. So they do a dance of joy, so they jump to each other's arms. So they so they so they kiss a little bit. No big no weird that's not weird. Whatever. Whatever. It it's happens. your cousin. It's your cousin. It's your very distant cousin. Yeah. But oh whatever. Hey, it's whatever. So, um, yeah. Conflict, Brad. They want two different things. Why the hell does Larry want this refrigerator? Um, for the '80s, it sounds like an amazing refrigerator. This 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 refrigerator is must be the precursor to Watson because it can monitor how many eggs you have in it and tell you if you need more eggs vocally. Like it's not an indicator; it will tell you, "Hey, you need more eggs." And it also, if you're eating too much, it monitors your calorie intake from the refrigerator and just tells you to stop eating food. Isn't I've locked it, you out of the refrigerator. You've eaten like well past seeing, 2,000 calories. I feel like we've been seeing the same refrigerator like in like news things for like 
20 years now. Like, it's always, hey, this is the refrigerator that'll talk to you. It'll tell you when you're running low on something. It'll, uh, watch to see. Like, no, no, these refrigerators, no one wants them. No. We've been, we've been talking this game for a long fucking time. Nobody wants I mean, a refrigerator telling you things. A lot of people probably get enamored with the idea of a refrigerator helping you with your life, like your refrigerator becoming your personal coach. Mm-hmm. But no one really wants that, because once it, in reality, you're like, oh, fuck, my refrigerator's talking to me and judging me. Not, yeah. I don't like that. Also, and then like, you're burning it in your backyard and saying, down with the robots. Also, like, no, refrigerator, I have plenty of eggs. They're just in a different place, because I didn't want to put them there. I put them over here But why here do you instead. want to put them there? Because it talks to you when you have them in there. Yeah. Don't tell me where to put things, refrigerator. Yeah, I know I'm running low on orange juice. I don't like orange juice. Why? What, leave me alone. <laughs> then why did you buy it? You're wasting money. We cannot waste your money. I am your refrigerator. <laughs> don't waste your money. <laughs> don't waste your money. God damn it, John Matarese. I didn't. I should have not gotten the John Matarese edition of the refrigerator. Fuck. Of this frigid air refrigerator. Every time. Fuck me. What if your refrigerator falls in love with you and starts trying to flirt? And then, like, suddenly it's, like, spraying more water into your cup because it has one of those water dispensers? It drops ice and it splashes on you, and you're like, refrigerator? And it's like, ha, 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 ha. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know about we're talking refrigerators. Larry, maybe you should just go with the trip to Vegas. Because, first off, memories happen in Vegas. But, but Balky desperately, he desperately wants to go on to Vegas. I mean, come on, he's, he's just a poor boy from Meepos. He's never seen the big lights of the big city. Here's the thing, though. Um, I, I think Balky's pulling this card a little too much now. Like, almost everything that comes up, he's like, Oh, but I've always wanted to do that now that I'm in America. All right, Balky, let's chill. There's a lot of things that you've always wanted to do, but now, I, like, I don't know. It's kind of lost its charm a little bit. Yeah, it's like, I'm not buying All right. Shit. Yeah, it's like, Balky, what are, what's your end game here? What's going on? But I do stand by it. A trip to Vegas beats a refrigerator any day. Oh, I mean, Bucky's not wrong. Yeah. It's just his tactics are interesting. Oh, absolutely. But you're right. Everyone wants to go to Vegas. Come on. City, I mean, New York never sleeps, but Vegas never even knows what... It didn't even know what sleep was. D- no clue. A-, a desert oasis? All these shows? All these awesome shows with celebrities that are past their prime but still want to do shows? People want to see yeah. shows? Come I on. Nomi Malone? Nomi Malone? Come on. I mean, I wanna, I've wanna. i been wanting to see that show ever since I saw Showgirls. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, that's the dream. Uh, it's Larry's a destination. Like, Larry's like, listen, this is it's terrible. It's, it's filled it's filled with has-been celebrities and showgirls and, and ah, like, entertainment and, ah, gambling. And you don't want to end up like Uncle Pete. Boom, boom, boom. And this is where me and Brad are like, oh, yeah, Larry's crazy. Yeah. Uncle Pete lost everything. He, he gambled away everything. He gambled away his, his house, his car. We never found Aunt Cheryl. There is no Aunt Cheryl. Larry was married before, went back home after his collapse with gambling, mm-hmm. um, and then started anew in Chicago. Yeah. Larry has a second life that no one knows about yet. Exactly. That explains why Larry thinks he's, what, 23, 24? Bullshit. Larry's insane. Yeah. There, there is no Aunt Cheryl. There is no uh, Uncle Pete. It's Larry. I mean, there, there's a reason that he, he, he thinks he's, what, 23, 24? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> he's, he's blocked out, like, five years that he spent gambling and losing his mind. Yeah. A coke-addled dream. Mm. Um, so, Valky says, yeah, everything you mentioned sounds like a fucking awesome, so we should go. And fuck cousin, fuck Uncle Pete, because we're not Uncle Pete. And then Larry gives a little uh, twitch. 
Um, and he's like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to flip a coin like we do in the States. Because Brad, as everyone knows on the show, uh, and everyone who lives in the United States, those out of the country don't realize that to solve all of our problems, we flip a coin. Right. Who goes first in football? Do we want a refrigerator or do we want to go to Vegas? Um, which, which, there you go. Which color people do we want to uh, murder with drone robots? Yeah, um, we flip coins to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fair system, but it is, a, there's a 50-50 chance. Right. So Larry says, we're going to do this, flips the coin, calls Tails, looks at his hand and says, fuck, guess we're going to Vegas. Docky's beside himself. Hurrah. Larry's dream of a refrigerator that helps him manage his life is gone, is shattered. So we get we get a montage of Vegas where we just see a lot of Vegas' downtown. Mm-hmm. Big lights flashing, uh, flashing everywhere. Um, it's the '80s, so it's kind of crazy. The room they're staying in is gaudy to new levels. It's it's pretty bad. I don't understand it. No. Yeah. Like it's pinkish. Mm-hmm. There's a weird light fixture on the wall, which I don't. I I really would love for you to explain. It looks like it's a a rope. Like I don't. I didn't know what it was. And it obviously there's other things that distracted me from actually paying attention to it. But let's just say that there's some weird kind of um, detachable light cord thing on the wall. I can only assume. Uh, there it's there's nothing but nightmares happening. Um. Yeah, it's a nightmare sitch. Are you talking about like the the the, the fake candelabra um, with the vines? That's what it is. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like fake candles, but it's a light, but a it's vines, but it's clashing the with the weird textured wallpaper, which is also a nightmare in of itself. Larry has his own room off to the side, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. They have conjoining rooms, and while Larry goes to take care of business and maybe unpack or maybe to take some anxiety medication, uh, Balky is exploring the room. There's a painting over his bed that's slightly erotic. There's like yeah, it's like a it's like a velvet painting of a woman. Yeah, scantily clad, topless. I'm assuming. And Balky's like, this is the most beautiful. This is the most beautiful painting in the world. Or like Vegas really knows how to do art. Um, uh, Cousin Larry also will not let them uh, partake of the free champagne in the room. Uh, we're oh, ta- yeah. It's like, we gotta save this for Chicago. We're taking it back with us. Uh, they just wanted to get us drunk, so we'll gamble all of our money away. Just like Uncle Pete. You know, if I yeah, drink too clues. much, Uncle Pete comes out. <laughs> more clues that Larry is crazy. <laughs> and I think Balky knows it. Like, he suspects. Oh, yeah. Um, Balky realizes you can put a quarter in the bed and it vibrates with something called magic fingers, which we don't have anymore because it's an antiquated technology. Mm-hmm. He puts it in and is taken aback, like, well, wait a minute. And he slowly sinks into the vibrating bed and just says, Vegas. They have him. Yeah. Then he picks up a brochure and he realizes, oh my gosh, Wayne Newton is here. Screams to the top of his lungs, Larry, get your get your ass in here. We, we need to go see Wayne Newton. Um... First of all, I, I was shocked that there wasn't going to be, like, a Wayne Newton cameo. God, I, I was hoping for it so much. I mean, I figure, you know, Belvedere, we, we you know, we got our goulet. Um, surely Perfect Strange will have its Wayne Newton. But no, we're just talking about him, but he's we're not actually in the episode. Like, I Wayne, feel like- They also sing some of his songs. Like, Balky goes into a, a Donka Shane, like, rendition, like, yeah. immediately. It's kind of, I feel like Perfect Strangers is, like, I feel it's, like, the most shoestring budget sitcom ever. Because, like, all of their... I feel that. Because it's always, like, very few locations, and it's mostly just them. Like, I mean, this episode, we get we get some extras in, like, the casino later on, but it's, like, you know, it's, we're, like, we're, like, nine minutes into the episode before we actually hit into the casino. Like, we spend most of the time in the apartment, and then in the hotel room, and it's just the two of them. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they have really good writers and they have really good chemistry, so I guess they can get away with a shoestring budget. Yeah, but it's, it is unfortunate that it was underfunded for so long. Yeah, it's like well, you, we couldn't get a, we couldn't get a cameo of anybody. We couldn't get like a anything. What's going on? I mean, fucking Wayne Newton's at Vegas. Surely it wouldn't cost that much to get him on the show yeah. even in the eighties. Uh, who knows? Pretty bonkers. That's what you can look forward to on the Knights Network. We will go back and fix this scene with a ah, Wayne Newton nice. cameo. Um, also, uh, Balky unpacks. Of course, he brought Dimitri. He takes Dimitri out of his bag. I love up. that Dimitri goes everywhere with this. Yes. The best. I was surprised when I saw him because he was suddenly on the nightstand. I was like, Dimitri, how did he get here? Yeah. But, you know, he just follows Balky and laying around. Hmm. A comfort in those dark times. Um, Larry's planned out their entire itinerary. They're going to go to the Liberace Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to take a walk in the desert. Desert? Ugh. Okay, a relaxing walk in the desert. They're going to take a bus out to the Hoover Dam? Okay. <sighs> so the one thing Balky wants to do, well, there's two things. He wants to go to see Wayne Newton. So Larry's like, all right, we can do that in the evening. And then he says, but I just want to go to the casino because that's what Vegas is about. And we get another fucking... Uh, Uncle uh, Pete warned Balky, don't you understand? We can't go into a casino. If we go into a casino, we'll be just like Uncle Pete. And we can't let Uncle Pete come out and play, can we? Okay. Well, they do do all of those things, but uh, Balky... He convinced Larry to let them run through the casino just to kind of get a look-see-loo. Yeah. So before the show, that evening when they get back from the desert walk... (laughs) Because what the fuck? Um, (laughs) Worst... Are you seeing wildlife? Hey, check out those diamondback rattlers. <sighs> the Fuck cacti. That. The birds flying in the sky scavenging for meat. I mean, there's nothing in the desert. No. <laughs> it's a desert. Also, they're going for the desert walk right before going to the uh, the Wayne Newton show, so it's like night at the desert. If the Wayne Newton show is eight, they're going to the desert at night. Mm. I, Cold. No. It's cooler in the desert yeah. than the night times. Yeah. I mean, there's no time to be in a desert. I guess the nighttime is better, but fuck that. Just don't be in the desert, ever. Just Guys, uh, just some advice. Stay the fuck away from the desert. It's not a place <laughs> to be. It's not for humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. So they, they, they're, they're in a bar at the casino, and Balky says, Larry, why did we run? What was that room we ran through? And Larry's like... That was the casino, Balky. Ooh. And Balky's like, dude, I wanted to go in there. I wanted to, I wanted to get the casino experience. So I think Larry says, okay, I'm going to go get the tickets. You stay right here at the bar. Stay right here. Larry goes to get the tickets. Um, a rather attractive woman for the 80s and mm-hmm. for having as giant hair as she has mm-hmm. strolls up, sits next to Balky. It's like, hey, what's up? You want a party? And Balky's like, I love parties. Let's go to a party. Yeah. Um, it, but do you remember more of the like, conversation? Um, but the conversation is, and then he's like, um... Then he's like, uh, you know, we just went to the Liberace Museum, and we're about to go see Wayne Newton. Um, he's like, well, uh, hey, do you want to do you wanna have a good time? Do you want to party? He's like, well, can my cousin Larry come to the party? And it's like, I, I feel like if you say Liberace Museum and can my cousin Larry, I feel like you've laid down enough hints that, like, if this one's, I feel like a prostitute would be like, oh, this fellow is clearly not interested in my services. I feel like you say well, Liberace Museum. Done. <laughs> As we all know, uh, in Vegas, the escort services that they offer um, aren't all about, I guess, prostitution or sex, Brad. It is about companionship. Um, it is about I uh, just ha- experiencing life with someone beside you. Mm-hmm. So maybe she, maybe she was like, you know what? These seem like nice guys. Maybe I'm not really in the mood for anything, even if I'm getting paid for it. Maybe I'll just hang out with these guys tonight. Yeah. Uh, then Larry comes back, and this is where problems start to arise. 
Yep. Because Balky's like, I met this nice woman. Uh, and Balky doesn't tell Larry anything that should clue him in that this woman's a prostitute at all. But Larry just assumes that it's a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Which is the, weird. What the hell? I was really hoping that she wouldn't be. Yeah, I know. He's like, uh, do, do you know what this woman does for a living? Of course I do. She's in the oldest profession. She's Baki's a sheep like, herder? She's a sheep herder? Already, Balky's more intrigued. He's thinking about going to get Dimitri and introducing her to him. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, Balky, listen. And then uh, Larry's she's like... He's a good time gal. Larry's like, hey, uh, just so you know, this guy doesn't have any money. And she immediately turns around and talks to the, to the next guy at the bar. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like Larry just assuming that an attractive woman's a prostitute for no reason. Yeah. And then again, never telling him that he's a, that she's a prostitute. Yeah. Or assuming as much because Balky says, once he says sheep herder... I think Larry just says, yeah, something like that. And then they immediately move on to the next beat, which is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Larry, that's weird. That's kind of gross. You just automatically assume that. So, Balky convinces Uncle Pete, I mean Cousin Larry, to just let him play one slot. He has his own quarter. Let it ride. And Larry's like, all right, we're going to learn a lesson here, a valuable lesson. We're going to go over to that coin machine. You're going to lose, and you're going to look a fool, and then we're going to go sing way noon, and we're going to feel better about ourselves, all right? Balky puts in the money, puts in a quarter, slams down the, the slot a handle, and wins big. T- so many. One quarter turns into $10 easily. He won, he won $50. He won $50. He $50? Interesting. Yeah. Cousin Larry's like, interesting. All right. Um, we'll go to the casino and we'll, you'll lose all your, gamble away all your money and then you'll learn your lesson. We'll, we'll do it in time for the concert. Let's go. They go to a roulette wheel, which actually has some of the better options, like odds in the house. Cause it is almost in many cases, there's a bet that literally is 50, 50 chance and nothing else in a casino will give you a 50, 50 chance at anything. So it's really the best. It is one of the best places you can go gamble your money at, um, odd wise, but even Larry's like, oh, this is roulette let Balky, and it's totally unfair. Meh, meh. Well, he, it's not like he puts his money on red or black. He puts it on a number. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, is yeah. one and, of and the... And those are the odds that yeah. you don't want to play, but... So Balky puts his uh, his money down randomly on a number and wins. Larry's back stiffens. And he's like, all right, Balky, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to take half of your winnings. First off, not cool, dude. Right. That's not your money. And I will gamble and you'll gamble and we'll gamble your away money away faster because you're just going to lose it in the end anyway. And Balky kind of goes along with it. He's like, all right, at least we're gambling. At least we're having fun. Yeah. So Balky loses because he makes a bet. Right. But Larry wins, and Larry's eyes light up in a way that he hasn't seen for the years that he has loved Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, Balky says, "You know what? You're right, Larry. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just cut our losses, uh, take this money, and maybe enjoy drinks. I don't know what the concert or something." And Larry's like, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna let's let's just see what else. Let, let me use my birthday dates really quick." Wins again. Larry is beside himself. He yeah. is changing. Um, oh gosh, it's Uncle Pete. And Balky says, um, Larry, don't you want to go, like, to the concert? And Larry says, you know what? I will meet you there. I'm going to finish losing all of your money, um, and then then I'll meet you back up there. Hey, I can't wait to see, uh, Newton. Donkey Shane, right? And Balky's like, all right. So Balky goes off, and Larry is still gambling. Yeah. We get, we get, Balky comes back from the Wayne Newton concert. He's like, Cousin Larry, where were you? Where were you at the concert? Oh, I sold my ticket. What? Oh, I needed more money because I, I lost all the other money, but I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. I also sold my plane ticket, surprise, surprise. And I did uh, some other things I'm not really proud of, but we're, we're on an up streak. We could win any moment. And at that moment, of course, he loses. And uh, Larry is 
livid. But it's also like he's making bets and then losing and then making another bet the next turn and then what he bet before. Like, and there's a point where Larry looks at the guy who's running the roulette wheel like, are you fucking with me? I just played 12, lost, and now this turn I played 24 and 12 wins? Are you fucking with me? It's a little scary. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Malachi's like, well, Cousin Larry, how are you going to get back to Chicago? <laughs> you can't, you can't, you gotta stop. You, you have to stop this. And he tries to take his chips, uh, Larry. Well, slash he tries to take the ball out of the fucking roulette wheel. Yeah. And shit gets real. All the casino comes to a dead stop. Music cuts out. Everyone's silent and looks at Balky as two guards come up and just look at him like, what are we going to yeah. do? And Larry's like, listen, just put, give the man back his marble. He's like, not unless you promise to stop gambling. So eventually Larry gives in. He's like, all right, I promise. I promise. No more gambling. So Larry, uh, so Balky gives back the marble. They start back in roulette. And there's like, I was lying. <laughs> We're in straight up Uncle Pete mode now. I do love that Larry lies a lot. Yeah. He just says it. I'm lying. I was lying. I'm a liar. I think he puts his money down and Balky grabs the chips and runs away. Right. Um, and of course, what Larry was betting on wins. And Larry is like, no, I could have won money. So he's after Balky. Yeah. So we cut back to the hotel room and Larry comes in full uh, Jack Nicholson shining style. Yeah. Here's Larry. Here's Uncle Pete. Here's here's Uncle Pete. <laughs> Oh, Shit. no, it's Louie Anderson. <laughs> he turns into um, Louie Anderson. That's that's what we didn't realize. It was Uncle Pete originally. Oh, boy. So he's he is he is crazy. <laughs> he is. I'm here, Balky. Are you in this? He, he goes into his other room and just runs there. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. And runs into the, his room. Is like, Aah! like screaming. Jimmy and then slowly chips. comes back in wide eyed. Yeah. Terrifying. Chips. Absolutely terrifying. Like he, I will he find sees, you. He sees Balky's shoes um, behind the curtain. He runs over there and attacks the curtain. Of course, Balky is behind the other curtain. Because Balky's smart. He plays, he plays tricks. I'll take my shoes off use it as bait. So when he checks those curtains, I'll be able to run out of the room. But Balky hesitates sometimes, and that's his weakness. That's yeah. that's what's going to get him in the end. Yeah. So um, they, they fight over the chips. Um, oh, yeah. There's a straight-on chase scene, which is amazing because they're slapstick. At one point, they fall on the bed, and they're both like in ecstasy because it starts vibrating. They're like, give me the chips. Oh, magic fingers. Ah, give me the chips. Yeah. And uh, I think at one point, doesn't Balky, like, take one chip and, like, throw it? And then yeah. Larry's like, ah, and, like, runs after it. And then Balky tries to escape, and he can't. Right. So eventually, uh, Larry's got, well, Uncle Pete's got Balky, like, back <laughs> into a corner. And, and Balky just pulls out a mirror. <laughs> but I love the way that he does it, because it's not like, quick, mirror, show. It's more like, I have to do this. This is the last resort. Yeah. And he slowly takes the mirror and just shows it to Larry. And Larry sees himself in the mirror. And his illusions of reality are shattered. Well, and he says someone straight up, he's staring like, back at him. He's like, Uncle Pete. And then Balky just pushes the mirror toward him, and Larry like stumbles back in shock and awe. It was me the whole time. I am Uncle Pete. Ah. Balky's like, I'm sorry, I had to do that. Larry really is like his reality shattered. I mean, yeah. we, it is we insane. Kind of joke. We, I mean, I don't think that we, me and Brad, are joking. I really think that Larry is Uncle Pete. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think there's an Uncle Pete. I mean, this really goes uh, toward his acting skills or speaks toward them because he really does seem like a shadow of himself after the Uncle Pete reveal. Mm -hmm. Like, he is broken. Yeah. And, of course, there's the, the music cues in and there's a heart-to-heart -heart, um, because Larry says, you know, I'm never going to gamble again. And Balky says, dude, you haven't learned a goddamn thing. Listen. <laughs> 
It's not that gambling is bad, and it's not that you should never gamble. It's just, Larry, you have problems because you go to extremes. Yeah. You can't find a middle ground. Well, he says, like, you, you can't don't know gamble how to... and be responsible about you it. Don't, you don't know how to have fun. You need, you need to just start have, we'll have a little fun, and then we'll build up. <laughs> yeah. Six years from now, you'll be a party animal, which, guys, uh, we'll be following because this show goes to eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Balky's right and if Larry learns a goddamn thing. <laughs> and Larry says, you're right. Larry's sweating, by the way. Um, Larry mm-hmm. is beyond disheveled. Yes. Um, and he's like, you know what, Balky? Is there a second showing of that Wayne Newton concert? And Balky says, there sure is, cousin. Welcome back. Ugh. And then they start going into a Wayne Newton song, and then the episode ends. Yes. Good stuff. And that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Brad, who won and who lost? Um, I think I think clearly Balky won. Balky won in a big way. Balky, I mean, I I don't like at one point Larry actually corners Balky in their discussion of where they want to go, either Vegas or the casino or something. At one point, Balky cries. Balky says, "But I want to go to the casino." Like he kind of throws a child fit. Yeah. And that's something I've never seen Balky do on the show before. It's Most of the time, he can kind of convince Larry. But this is something that he realizes is very emotional with Larry. So he has to switch up tactics. And he's never cried before. And Larry's like, all right, we'll go to the casino. And that's awesome. Because that means Balky's playing a game here. There's, a, there's something larger happening in the show. I agree. Balky won. And, uh, yeah, Larry definitely lost. <laughs> Larry lost in a big way. I would almost say that uh, Cousin Pete... Uncle Pete won more than Larry, and that's why he's not a loser because he actually got to come out and I, feed I feel his like addiction. Uncle, Uncle Pete lost because I feel like Uncle Pete has now been banished. No, Uncle Pete's still under the surface. Oh, I mean, come boy. on. But now he has a Balky to contend with, so he's not going to get out of control anymore. We're gonna we're gonna be on Uncle Pete watch. We're gonna we're gonna see <laughs> if he comes out again. <laughs> so did Larry or Uncle Pete lose? Well, either the same person, but um. I feel different. I feel Larry lost just because he realized he was Uncle Pete. Yeah, that's 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 right. The separation is gone now. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You are 100 percent correct. Um, easy enough. Harder question. Best dress, worst dress, Brad. Oh boy. I all right. I'm gonna say worst dress. Balky is wearing like this checkered western shirt with suspenders. Um, and his pants are plaid. He's got on plaid pants with gingham uh, checkered shirt and suspenders. Yeah. Not cool, dude. What are you doing? You're in Vegas. You got to be on point. It's somehow he changes clothes. Um, because that's that's right before Wayne Newton. Then he changes clothes uh, when he's coming back from Wayne Newton into this crazy like matador vest, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that's his traditional Meepos garb. Like, he wanted to meet Newton because, again, Uh, Wayne Newton is the number one uh, performer presently in Meepos. So he wanted to meet his idol mm -hmm. uh, fully dressed in traditional Meepos garb to represent his country. Who's the the best dressed? I kind of like Larry's uh, red shirt and sweater when they first get to Vegas. That is nice. I agree. Um, Yeah. I, I think prostitute, prostitute looks pretty crazy. Prostitute, I mean, the prostitute looks good for, or the escort. I, I don't want to just bottle, I don't want to, I don't want to force her into a, you know, a stereotype just because Larry it's like, did. It's like 80s, she's wearing like dynasty outfits, it's like crazy, I mean, the shoulder pads. For its time, she, she rocks it well, and her hair is crazy, you're right, and it is dynasty, you're correct. So on those grounds, she loses, because no. But I would say in context of the, the time, she looks okay, but you're right. I would have to say Larry's... Larry's uh, ensemble of the sweater and shirt is probably the better outfit. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to choose from in this episode. Oh, the people who are going around giving drinks, like the help staff at the casino? No. Yeah. That outfit ain't working for nobody. Mm-mm. 
and it looks like an outfit. It doesn't look like, hey, we're in Vegas. It's more like I'm pretending to be a Vegas show. Like yeah. I'm a pretending to be a Vegas waitress. Yeah. And Larry's terrible, like Vegas. Like he's he's got like the '80s, like the fat tie and the yeah, and like a terrible jacket. It's just awful. Do we ever want to go to Vegas? Does Ramjack ever want to do a Vegas show? I would be down. I'm always down for adventure. Yeah, and the way I said that, people might misunderstand me. I, 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 of course, if Ramjack was invited to do a show on Vegas at Vegas, we would do a show. Me and Brad would move out there and we'd do the show every day. Sure. And you would have an episode every other day, basically. More or less. Absolutely. Um, my, but should we go and explore Vegas? Definitely at some point. I want to recreate Perfect Strangers in the fact that I want to go and see what's up. And I'll be Uncle Pete. Yeah. You'll be <laughs> Uncle Pete. And I'll be Balky. I'll get a Dimitri doll. So nice. yeah, Perfect Strangers. Awesome app. Awesome app. Can't wait for more. Can't wait to see if Uncle Pete comes back. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what tactics Balky brings out to get his way. Yes. And what's where's Dimitri going to show up next? Mm. He moves around. It's almost like he's alive. That's Perfect Strangers, guys. Uh, just so you know, in a couple of episodes, the next Perfect Strangers episode we'll be covering is Ladies and Germs. Ladies awesome. and Germs. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of Ramjack. Um, Brad, thank you for being here. Thank you. I, I hope everyone is enjoying this brand new year of 2014. Um, there are many ways you can tell us how things are going. And we want to hear from you. Straight up, you can leave us a voicemail. Brad, what is that phone number? It's 206-339-5894. Awesome. And I think we have a voicemail this week, correct? We do indeed. Hey, what if you have this uh, whole uh, none-in thing in this episode of Elvin, you're all wrong? I mean, you know, like, like, like what, if it's a, what, if it's, what if it's a fetish joint? You know, are, they, are these real nuns or, or are they fetish nuns? You know, someone who's really into... Like you said yourself, uh, it's, it's a backdoor nun thing. Uh, pilot, pilots taking nuns in the back door. I don't know, something like that, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, after after you get done, you know, doing the deed, they come in and and and, and punish with a ruler. You know, spanking your ass with a ruler, because you know that's that's what people are into when they have a nun fetish. Uh, not that I do. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Paul Mackie, I denounce and reject you. And your creepy nun fetish. Oh, fetishes. come on. Nobody has a nun fetish. No. It's not a thing. I'm pretty sure people have a nun fetish. I'm almost positive they do. If you do, you're uh, the first worst off, person. Paul, Paul secretly told us he had a nun fetish. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, it's not, I mean, sexual fetishes are always interesting. Now, first off, we can't judge anyone because we did talk about how people have Yeti porn and how we're going to use that uh, and we to judge make lots them. of money. I, I feel we can judge all of them. True, but what if does I that can't, mean? If I can't mean? judge people, what am I? Who am I? <laughs> I think that if we decided to make um, an Amazon single series, maybe three, maybe a trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, that featured a nun fetish, there would be a market for it. And maybe Paul would be the first one in line. Well, um, but Paul does bring up a point. Belvedere could have sent them into um, a type of brothel situation that had a nun kind of flair to it? I say this because um, I do, this is a story we didn't talk about on the news section, but there was a nun in Europe who had a child who had never had sex. Wink. Mm. She was in the monastery, like in the monastery or wherever she would be, and miraculously she was pregnant. She's like, I don't know how this happened. I've never had sex before. Could it be the second coming of Christ? And they're like, nope, you're no longer a nun. And that's kind of weird and also kind of lame. I mean, fuck, fuck you guys. Um, but that's interesting. Well, because that would also make the episode more crazy. Like, I mean, she's straight up lying. Because that shit never happened. 
Yeah, well, we did that. There was that study that happened where 1% of the women there said they got pregnant without ever having sex. That doesn't happen. No. That is not possible. That's never happened. Can't happen. It's not how that I works. I got pregnant, and I don't know how it happened, Wink. Like, I really think everyone should do a hashtag Wink. Like, I can't wait for the, the future where we all have Google Glass, and whenever someone says something, we can see the hashtag above their heads that really says what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And when someone's, like, when the nun says, oh, I've never had sex before. What's sex? I'm pregnant? Hashtag Wink. Okay. Hashtag, uh, I have the worst career. <laughs> hashtag, I don't have a career. Hashtag, I, I'm the dumbest. I'm a nun. I made the dumbest life choice. Poor nuns. Uh, Paul, keep the calls coming. Or I, I, for one, enjoy all of your commentary. Uh, but Brad apparently has announced to reject you. I've don't, announced don't, rejected. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll take that one in our, in our quest of our list of things to write erotic fanfiction about to make 30000 a month. I will take the nun fetish, Brad. You can take, you'll take other things. We'll, we'll divvy the list out. Again, all guys, right. look forward to that. Um, there's also a way you can contact us, which is awesome. It's called email. What is email? Good question. Email is basically, um, a letter or a message you send someone electronically. It's electronic mail. It's what we call electronic mail. Hmm. Um, what's our email, Brad? It's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Sweet. Uh, and do we have any emails this week? We do. We got a letter from Hordak. Hordak, Hordak! The subject is Hordak's editorial emulation. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait. Dear Brad and Alex, the title is Despondos is Where You Look For It by Hordak, Ruthless Leader of the Evil Horde. Despondos was exactly where it was supposed to be this year, mainly because it is always in the dark dimension in which I remain trapped, outside of conventional time and space. I did not need to go looking for it. I found Despondos on the evening of the anniversary of the day Skeletor betrayed me, as my false kidnapped daughter and her twin brother came to came to the Fright Zone together and used the power of Grayskull to banish me. It would make a better story if I said this never happened before, but that would not be true. What is true is that I've been banished to Despondos many, many times. I guess you could say it's something of a tradition. In my heart, I know someday I will escape. When He-Man or Evelyn has a child, they will be taught the secret of banishing me, and I will remember <laughs> and curse those who did so previously. And so we will we are all connected after all. <laughs> I found a spondos in a slice of pumpkin pie, in a shared laugh about a stolen library book, and in a digital friend named Sweet Pea who assumes I am not smart enough to understand what's really going on there. She's wrong, but her emails include footnotes to define words like boner. She doesn't bother to tell me that LOL stands for lots of lotion. Multibot looks that up for me. I found Despondos in an outlet shopping mall parking lot, in a bag of rice, and in a young Amish woman who found someone standing in line on Black Friday who she could trick and cruelly murder. I found Despondos in a fake smile on a robot named Faker, in front of a fake door to a real store filled with real bargains. (laughs) I found Despondos in my faithful leech, who protects me from all my enemies, including the scooter bitches who get in my way every single day, and all the people who believe in angels. I found Despondos in the presence of a single ghost stick that was there, just there, floating in front of my face, 
And it was everything I needed. I found Despondos in the ruins of the Sky Mall, where nobody worked for the fun of it. I found Despondos in the words of a podcast that gently lifted a burden from my mind. I found Despondos wrapped in a dove promise with a bit of monster cereal. The gift was more than a marshmallow. <laughs> I found Despondos in a note scribbled by Catra because she is profoundly illiterate and emotionally disturbed. It was breathtakingly sad. I found Despondos in the pop-out eyes of a friend who described King his snake wang as king-sized. <laughs> I didn't have to go looking for Despondos this year. It was not hard to find. It wants to be discovered. It says, here I am, asshole. Grab a ghost stick. Now and always. Hordak. That is one of the best emails I think I've ever had read to me in my life. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a good thing Hordak is stuck in Despondos, because Laura Whimsit would be out of a job. Definitely. Wow. Wow. I hope we all find Despondos uh, yeah. someday. Find it in your heart. <laughs> in truth, this isn't the first time. All these people that keep banishing me, I mean, they're just going to keep teaching their kids. I can't stop it at this point. It sucks. What can you do? What can you do? Fucking He-Man. Fucking Skull. I mean, I think we're seeing a lot of, a, a very softer side of Hordak, and I don't know if it's really bad if Hordak and the, the evil horde, like, I don't know how to run at things. Yeah, give him I mean, a chance. we're fucking up the world. Let's give him a chance. Let's, yeah. Maybe we should try, in 2014, maybe we should think about getting Hordak out of Despondos and putting him on the throne of the world just to see what'll happen. Let's do it. I mean, if we can infer anything from the searches that we did earlier in the podcast, this world needs help. Someone's stealing all the gold. Let's get him on that. Someone wants to turn the moon around. What is up with that? I'm Googling a Hordak once. I'm not seeing anything auto-completing. Hmm. That's because he's been banished to Despondos. What does he want? He wants to have a comeback. He wants your understanding. He wants to find Despondos. Well, Guys, help. I'm so glad. Let's... What'd you say? Let's help. Let's help. Freedom Militia. Let's get on this. Um... There are other ways to get in contact with us. There's a Facebook group that's amazing. Get on there. Um, get active. Just Let's just all chat. Um, there is also a new website. Yay. Ramjackpodcast.com. And there's also a wiki attached to it, uh, which will start filling with more and more information as it comes in and as we go back and fill it in, where you can get all the information you would ever need on Ramjack. Indeed. Um, my personal, my, my favorite article this week is the one about the Powell family. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and it really, I mean, if you were a fan of, uh, Charles in Charge, this really sheds a new light on what was really happening. Definitely. I think. Definitely. And you should get into it. Absolutely. Do that. Also, feel free to write some articles on the wiki. You can create an account and uh, write the articles and fill them in and help us out. Crowdsourcing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. If you write some bullshit, I can just go in and change it. So it's all right. <laughs> have a party. Let's have a party. There's a party and everyone's invited. It's called mm. the Ramjack Wiki. Guys, we talked about shooting it before, and that was a good plan. But I think we need to take a page out of Japan's playbook and turn
That's crazy. Like, why would that ever show up in the Google autocomplete? So crazy. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn the moon against humanity. <laughs> That's what it is they against the werewolves. We're crazy, but we're gonna get there soon. Cause we're gonna turn the we're gonna turn the moon. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's Japan's favorite number one song. Definitely. Please play that at the end of the episode. Oh, it's done. Done and done. We're going to shoot the moon and turn it around. We're going to turn the moon around. It's on the wrong path. We're going to turn it around and bring it right back to Earth. <laughs> There's so many ways that could mean.